0: Hey, when we started this podcast on January 5th, 2020, never thought that we would have the acclaim that we have and touch the lives that we have. It has been such a blessing and we could not have the achievements or couldn't even stay on the air without you. I want to thank you so much and ask you today, to partner with us here on moments of grace, you can come in at any level. And when you do, I'll send you my latest book, managing the miracle. And I want to thank you in advance for being a partner, of moments of grace. This is your host, Dr. Adron Butler, and welcome to a moment of grace. It, you know, this we call this the year of COVID. This has been a trying year for a lot of us. Um, but one thing that I've done, I hope you have done as well while you're staying in, instead of watching more of, of Tiger King and, and maybe uh, uh, some things they got on Netflix or you know, binge watching your, your favorite soap opera or whatever, hopefully you've had an opportunity to learn something, learn a little bit more about your life, learn uh, a new skill. Um, I know my daughter, we, um, bought her a piano and she was taking piano lessons some time ago. And it was so frustrating between me paying and her not doing her lessons and her <laughs> and her piano teacher. So we stopped, stopped the piano lessons. But since the uh, pandemic, uh, y- you know, the, the Bible says train up a child the way they should go. And when they're older, they won't depart. Um, that chick started writing her own music, you know, and it just really uh, has really just blown my mind. Uh, Because I just really thought that, you know, we just really took three years of wasting our money with the piano lessons. And uh, it it does show one thing. Given the time um, to learn a new skill, it is part of the human condition that we will change. We can change. And sometimes what is difficult for a society is accepting something out of the norm um one thing that 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 i so love is i come from a military family my grandfather was on the uss franklin it was considered the ship that that wouldn't sink and um one of the it during world war ii was hit by uh, kamikaze pilots over 700 men were killed and fortunately my grandfather uh, made it home and out of his legacy, uh, he produced, um, myself included, uh, 18 um, offspring that served this nation's military. Uh, I just I also have a cousin that just retired. Uh, he, he's the anomaly. I've never heard anybody like this before. He's the anomaly. He actually started out in the Air Force, then he went into the Army, and he retired as a gunnery sergeant in the Marines. I told him, "Man, you did it backwards. You were supposed to do the hard thing first, not wait to to do that at the end." But um, our family has been a military family. We have served this nation with honor, uh, all the way up to from from privates and and sailors all the way up to generals. And on today, we have a wonderful young lady with us, and she is going to share some of the legacy of how this nation has came to integrate. Um, and, uh, integrate African-Americans into the military. And we're gonna be talking about one of the um, black regiments uh, in the military, and her name is Sonya Renee Hodges Grantham. And so welcome with us, Sister Grantham, how are you?
1: Oh, I'm doing great, and thank you for having me. I'm blessed and privileged to be on The
0: Moment of Grace. Oh, we're so happy to have you with us. Uh, would you introduce yourself, uh, Sister Grantham?
1: Yes, uh, my name is Sonia Hodges Grantham. I come from a family on my mother's side of nine children. All of my siblings are at least two decades plus some years older than I am. They were born in the late 30s and early 40s and I wasn't born until 62. On my father's side, I'm the only girl and my brothers are 20 years older than me. But I have been blessed with 10 children okay. and 18 grandchildren. I'm a native of Columbia, South Carolina, and I must say growing up in the segregated South, life can be challenging. Gotcha. Uh, at the present time, I'm restoring an old slave cemetery that I've been restoring for 10 years, and I'm working on building, um helping to get a monument in honor of the 371st Infantry Regiment, 93rd Division, color of World War One, which my grandfather was a member of.
0: Wow, wow. And and you said you were born in 62, I'm not dating you, but we're the same age, so.
1: Right, hey, I'm <laughs> so. 68.
0: Amen. So I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. I was born in November, so
1: oh, okay.
0: So it's 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 great to have someone along my. So so when we talk, I'm not not talking to anyone that's a generation uh, uh, above or behind me. So we we kind of can talk the same language. We uh, have have seen some of the maybe different narrations, but we we over the decades have seen um, some of the same things. You, You you know you are. You're one of those rare individuals that, um, that help us to look forward as we analyze the past. Um, you're retor- so restoring uh, an, an old cemetery right now. Uh, before we get to the, the Black Regiment, talk with us a little bit about that process, because that's really interesting to me. I know as a young man, I was raised in New York. And one of the things and it seems macabre now, I don't even know why we did it then, but we used to take um, um used to take pencils or lead and go out and you know make the you know you do the lead and the paper of mm-hmm. uh outlines of of some of the people who died and then we would try to go back and research them to see if we could find out anything about them so so share with us this 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 um this journey that you're on for the last 10 years of restoring this cemetery
1: uh this journey well it's actually been longer than that okay i've I've always had an interest um as a child i loved to read obituaries and i always wanted to know how long the people had lived so um
0: so let me oh, let me stop you just for a minute, Sister Grantham. So how how did that come about that you started reading obituaries? What 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 intrigued you so to, to read the the obituaries?
1: My mother.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> and I know my grandmother used to do that and, and uh my grandfather, the one I just mentioned, used to make the joke he would always check the obituaries to make sure he wasn't in there so <laughs> so so uh, so your mother got you interested in reading the obituaries so share with us the journey from uh, being a child reading the obituaries to to what you've done to restore this this uh cemetery this is interesting stuff to be my sister
1: yes well first of all um like i said i was born in 1962 so by 1966 no later than 1968, all my siblings had graduated from high school. Some of them had completed college and had children of their own. So I was reared as if I was an old, you know, an only, only child. child. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget in uh, 1968, that was when yeah. my writing year start, started. Started. Okay. Right. My brother went to Vietnam, and I. my mother was a very literate person. She made me read the newspaper every day. Oh. I had to watch the local news and national news, and she made me write everything, even the memorial for her, for my grandmother, wow. she Died in 59, and I hated doing that. But right. then, long story short, fast forward, one of my best friends, uh, she was just like a sister to me. Uh, Ada, Ada, Mary Lou Patterson, Randolph, and I, we decided that we were going to have a family reunion based on her family and my family, the Grantham-Thompson and Patterson and Jacobs. Okay. So we started talking about it, and then three weeks later, we met, and we had the same names on each list. So okay. we invited the whole community, uh, Frog Town, the original Frogtown, Town. That's the name of our homestead. Okay. And in okay. the meantime, before the reunion got off, Ada passes away. Okay. So, I'm sorry to hear. Oh, so I wanted. Yes, I wanted to have something, you know, at our reunion to make it stand out. So I contacted this gentleman um, at this plant called Interate Palmer. And that's where my grandfather is buried. It's an old slave cemetery that was owned by General Wade Hampton and Colonel uh. Thomas Taylor. Colonel Thomas Taylor is the founder of the county that we live in, Richland County. And Wade Hampton had the largest plantations in South Carolina that stretched from Millwood all the way to Mississippi. But know you had Wade Hampton the first
0: of course I've always heard that but I I never knew the um, actually never looked it up I guess I just accepted it as a name of somebody but I I did not know that
1: yes he was a general Mm -hmm. excuse me in the civil
0: war confederacy
1: yes and um, I contacted the plant manager and I asked him could um, I take a tour of the cemetery and He said, yes. So, my son, my second oldest son, and I went back there one July. And my mother used to always tell me to leave the subject alone because the cemetery wasn't there anymore. But I went to see for myself. And I found um, a few of the original headstones. A lot of them were were thrown in uh, the Congaree River. Oh, Lord. Okay. And including veterans. So, I started, I asked him right then, could I restore the cemetery? He said, sure. I got the access rights and I found out um, about the regiment that my grandfather served in. I knew it was a famous regiment, but how famous? I did not know. And ironically, I got a call from the Confederate Relic Room here in in Columbia, South Carolina.
0: Say what now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hit me with that again, right. my sisters.
1: <laughs> I got a call from
0: curator wow. Joe Long. Okay, okay.
1: And um, he teaches history. He does reenactments and everything at the right. Confederate Relic Room. Okay. And there again, he told me how famous the 371st Infantry Regiment was. Okay. And he told me that their regimental flag was there, the original flag. So really? I, I said, "I'm going to see this." For That's my
0: right. You're very, you're a very inquisitive person. I, I see, and when you see something, <laughs> things start move. Things start moving. So so.
1: I went, and I promise you, I, the the regimental flag was there. It was retired at Allen University in 1919. Wow. And And that's a Historically Black College. Of course. Um, Uh um, Historically Black, one of our HBCUs. And it was placed at the Confederate Relic Room. And it's been there ever since. Also, they have all the battles and all the military history. And that's what I was astonished about. So when you hear the Confederate Relic Room, and I had to tell the NAACP, Mm -hmm. you know, and they they still had a negative vibe about it, but it's right. there. And they teach his every history of every battle, both black and white. Oh wow! Really?
0: Yes. Now, that I did not know. That I did not. Me see, either.
1: But... Until I went for myself, and I've had some very interesting visitors to visit this cemetery.
0: That is awesome. Uh, w- what I'd like to do is if we can take a we're gonna take a break and when we come back I wanna I wanna talk more about um you know this regiment um that, that you you found out about that you are um advocating for and wanna talk because I've heard of Frogtown but I wanna learn a little bit more. So you you so I feel like a I feel like a student in school right now uh, sister Gratham. I'm being very honest with you I feel like a student in school this is interesting to me very interesting and when we come back I'd like to talk a little bit more about um Frogtown you know um and, and some other things maybe you found out you want to share as well as this black regiment and some of the battles that they fought cuz it, it appears that you are um, a re- resident expert. And so I want to try and, and get all the information out of you I can. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. <laughs> and we're talking with Sister Grantham, and she's uh, a historian. Um, she's restoring, helping to restore a uh, slave cemetery as well as, and give me the regiment again. I'm so sorry, my sister. It's a
1: long name, it's the 371st Infantry Regiment. 93rd Division, color. And it's very important that you choose color. World War I.
0: Praise God, praise God. When we come back, we're going to talk about this regiment and, and what you found out of maybe their, their battles and some of the uh, story past. Because again, a lot gets lost in, in history because we don't know. And, and sometimes on purpose, certain mm-hmm. things get lost for a reason. But when we come back from our our break, we're going to continue to talk with uh, Sister Grantham uh, about all of the the exploits that she's doing with the cemetery and with this regiment. We'll be right back. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler, and we'll be right back after these messages. Have you ever wanted to? Learn how to trade in the stock market, maybe foreign exchange or even how to buy investment property. Check out this company that is teaching beginners how to become winners in the markets. It is Trade Academy dot com. Again, Trade Academy dot com. <laughs> and we're back and we're we're talking with sister Grantham and and, and I tell you this is this is very this interesting stuff to me like I said I am a um I'm a I'm a product of a um, of a military family we are we are truly a military family and our legacy like I said, that we know of begins with with my uncle, with my grandfather. Like I said, who who has produced eighteen um, service men and women to this nation. Uh, even the generation after me, my my son served in the Navy, and, and my daughter in the Army. And so um, this is this is very interesting to me and. Uh, Sister Sonia Renee Hodges Grantham uh, has done a phenomenal job as being a historian. Your, your your mom didn't know what she was doing when she had you to read and write about everything that you, you learned, did she?
1: No, she didn't. And I, I hated to do it because I wanted to be outside playing with my kids. But I can tell you, I'm thankful to this day because I was given history lessons at home that were not that were absent from the technical right. rooms in public schools. That's that right. About everything from the first on the ground railroad.
0: Mm. To,
1: yeah, that operated south to gosh.
0: So so history has, has become a, a intricate part. And this is what we need. We we need to and and I think and, and let me back up and say this, this is not anything racial, it's just the truth. Because of how, as a people, as African-Americans, being sold off and separated, um, there's a certain stigma, that st- a certain thread that runs perpetual through certain communities. Uh, you can call them stereotypes, whatever you want to call them, but based on history, um, there's certain cultures that transition because of the past. And so uh, one thing that I've seen, and I have a, a friend of mine, and, and we work very closely together uh, in our business, and, and he's um, one of my coaches for uh, some of my classes. And like I said, we've been friends since seminary. We've been friends a long time. In fact, uh, he's in my first book, so we, we have been friends. But One thing that he's been so proud of over the course of his life is that he still has a pocket watch. His great-great-great-grandfather, four or five generations removed, uh, left his family. And so that has been part of their legacy. And so he can always revert back to, see, I have something of my past. Therefore, it gives me legitimacy For the present, and it helps me to perpetuate um, the narrative of my family into the future. Unfortunately, as African Americans, we don't have that most of the time, because like you said, my dear sister, uh, our history has been uh, thrown in the river, just like those those tombstones, uh, or our history has been forgotten, or our history has been locked away somewhere where Not that we don't have access, but because it isn't out in the open, uh, we don't go searching for it. Uh, And the wonderful thing about you is you went searching for it. And you have in that search culminated five books, also working on this cemetery and also the uh, 370th 1st Infantry Regiment, Ninety-third Division, colored of World War One. Did I get it right? Yes. All right. <laughs> Give me. Let me pat myself. I'm about to break my arm. Pat myself on my back. But <laughs> with all that said, you've done a phenomenal job with cultivating and putting our history in a in a, in a, uh, a, a position where we can digest it. So, with that said, sh- share with us more about this colored regiment
1: all right well um the 371st the 370th the 372nd and the famous uh 369 harlem hell they were all members of um the 93rd division uh okay. colored in world war one but the harlem Hellfighters is the most right. celebrated uh regiment because they were the first to go over and land in France. Right. All right. But the 371st, they stand out. Now, I don't have nothing against the military, National Guards or anything, but the 371st, they entered, um, um, they were formed at Camp Jackson, um, South Carolina, today called Fort Jackson Jackson, in 1917. And a lot of the men, they walked from various counties uh, when they had to enlist uh, there at Fort Jackson. And so, so
0: now let me ask you a question. Uh, and so these these men um, volunteered, they weren't uh, drafted, correct?
1: They were draftees. They were draftees, okay. okay. And that's, that's, that's one thing that set them apart from the 369th, the 370th, and the 372nd because those were your National Guard units. Okay. The 371st Infantry Regiment, 93rd Division, colored. they consisted of all black soldiers and all white officers. Okay, okay. 369th, 370th, and 372nd, their officers were both black and white. Okay. And um, in the beginning, you had about 15 or 20 soldiers that came from Pensacola, Florida uh, by mistake. And when they got there, they said, well, just, we are going to keep them here. And then you got the other draftees and enlisted men there. And they were put uh, under the, let's see, oh gosh, what's the, oh, Perry L. Miles. He was their commander. and their officer at at the time in 1917. And when they were in training, their guns, their artillery didn't have any um, ammunition in them. Wow. Because the white officers were afraid that the Black soldiers would (laughs) shoot the white officers. And of course, they were segregated. Right, right. And then when the spring of um, 1918 arrived, France, they're starving for soldiers. They've lost a lot of soldiers because remember they've been fighting this battle right. war since nineteen
0: fourteen.
1: Right. So when the um the the 371st, it was a segregated unit because it was taken apart from the American expeditionary forces. Okay. And when they got to France, they found out at night one night when they got there that they were they had been placed under the french command okay and formed uh into the 157th fighting red hand division so that's why on some of the um you'll see the red hand and they wouldn't have a flag uh, with the red hand another thing um the harlem hell fighters spent about let me see, 45 days up at Camp Wadsworth. It's no longer in existence, but that was in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And when they left there, um, they didn't take no mess when they were here in South Carolina. We're talking about 1916-17, but um, they went on after one of their soldiers, you know, got into a little bit of trouble, trouble. Yeah and then they sailed for france and the 371st went over sometime in april of 1918 and they had been placed under the french command under general gourmet and they performed so well i mean the united states oh and they even turned in they had um french rifles and everything and they were under the uh the leadership of general um John Joseph Black Jack Pershing.
0: Okay, yes. General Pershing, yes, I, yeah. yeah.
1: I think he was the son-in-law of Theodore Roosevelt. Roosevelt, mm-hmm. yes. Right. Okay, and then um, they're thrown in, in in the heavy battle, which is the final offensive that takes place at the end of September 1918 through the first week of October. And they lost over half of their men uh, in the first battle, but they had some courageous men to come out of the 371st. And what is um, so brilliant, the 371st produced the first black soldier, his name to receive the Congressional Medal of Honor. The Obama administration got it wrong. It was not Sergeant Henry Johnson, uh, President George W. Bush, Uh, the father, he said he was tired of the nomination lingering and it wasn't going to linger anymore. So no one could find uh, Corporal Freddie Stowers' uh, spouse. Her name was uh, Pearl Stowers and he has a daughter by the name of Minnie Stowers who has the same name as his sister Minnie. So when you're doing your research you have to look Yes, and the dates of birth and the time. Okay. Well, Corporal Sowers was 21 at the time he was killed. He was from a small town called Sandy Springs, South Carolina, and the grandson of a slave. And nobody could find, could locate the daughter of the mother, but I'll tell you who found her in a moment. Okay. So, April 24, 1991, President George W. Bush he presents the um, Congressional Medal of Honor to his two surviving sisters, Georgiana and Mary Stowers. They're both married, but he presented it to them. And um, um, therefore, his nomination lingered for more than 70 years, about wow. 73 years. And wow. he is the first Black. Soldier of World War I to receive the Congressional, congressional Medal. Of wow. yes. And it was not Henry Johnson. And I'm writing the news because CBS made a mistake. Henry Johnson received the Purple Heart uh, under President Clinton, and President Obama presented him um, the Congressional. Yeah, the Congressional. Mm-hmm. And both men, you know, they've been deceased for a long time. Of and see the Congressional Medal of Honor. I think it came out maybe on a Purple Heart or something, maybe came out after the war. I'm not sure. After okay. World War One, but I don't know who, nothing biased against the brother, President Obama. I
0: got you. <laughs> but he was historian. wrong. <laughs> but if you we read want it, to keep things historical have, and factual.
1: Yes, and it's right. so much wrong. It's right many facts in there that are wrong and i can't understand that you know but um like i said um after the war was over um the 371st they came back and governor cooper and manning they were on the scene and the black um the gentleman is levy johnson the old man yes and um Carnell Alvin Johnson, his brother hmm. served during World War I, okay. and he has a school name for him. They got together and they brought the white community on board and they had a huge reception, February 29, 1919 at Allen University. And wow. you see the black and the white community came together. And they have the flag of the 371st and it was retired and given to the confederate relic room for the museum okay yes so you have the history of both you have the european history and you have african american history slash black history and one thing that stands out like i said it the museum covers all battles not Only um, the Civil War, because that's what people think. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's very important. Don't let, stop letting others borrow your pen. We have it, whereas we will start projects and then people come in through the back door, Mm -hmm. organizations and Mm -hmm. special interest groups. And they'll
0: finish it and get the credit for it.
1: Yes, and Mm -hmm. they get all the money. Mm -hmm. I don't, I've never received a grant to restore the cemetery or anything. Okay. And the only memorial marker to the 371st in the United States sits in Child's Cemetery. Okay, They have one in France, but we are working to uh, get a monument, uh, a statue at Fort Jackson. It's a statue of Corporal Brady Sowers uh, in Anderson, South Carolina. Really, And it's a school name for him as well. Yes. You have taught me and some things since my wife Google, is from,
0: I, my wife is from Seneca. So I'm going to have to go up to Anderson to do some research now. This is very interesting.
1: Yes. And um, his family, they were, uh, the family of Corporal Stowers, they were getting ready to have a reunion. So one of his nieces, um, Mrs. Francis Esau, I am, I wanted, I used to have a reunion with the surviving descendants, you know of world oh. war one and especially the 371st
0: right right
1: somebody made it oh gosh <laughs> i don't even want to get on that want
0: to get into the right i got you i got
1: you. But, um they didn't know what happened to um their cousin minnie mm-hmm. and their aunt by marriage Pearl. Okay. well i started researching and i found out um pearl I mean, his daughter, Minnie, okay. was given up for adoption by this gentleman who had served with him, John Edward Groves, and he had a home. He, he and his wife, they must have had a boarding house because I see people, different people living with them at the time, okay. and I believe in the ministry as well. But that's who adopted uh, Corporal Stiles' daughter, daughter, Minnie. Okay. And I saw on the death certificate of Mr. Groves that um, he didn't serve, but it's a John Eugene Groves that was in the 371st. And my theory is maybe that he and Corporal Stowers were friends. And I guess.
0: And took they, this baby in, right?
1: Yeah, made a pack, if anything. If either one didn't make it back, that they gotcha. helped me Yes. Yeah, and yeah. the mother um, relocated. But the ironic thing is, Minnie was in Anderson all the time. She never met her cousin. She went to high school, and then she worked as a maid,
0: and and just never, never knew, probably didn't know too much about her history and or a family. Huh? No, okay. no. But well, can you? Um, and and this is riveting. Uh, i and I'm getting ready. we we're, we're getting ready to come to the end of our show. Um, of our podcast can you tell us where um the cemetery is number one where some of the, the the monuments are and also in anderson like i said the next time i'm in that area um
1: if you go to the university uh up in anderson you can google um hmm. this huge statue up there okay. that, um, mrs mariah kirby she uh erected statue and she's going to do the same one for the one that's going to port jackson, oh, jackson. But okay. we have to raise two hundred fifty thousand dollars and we only have about six right now so i plan to ask twenty-five thousand people for ten dollars so
0: okay we can, all right is yeah. there a where can people donate
1: um uh you we have a facebook page it's called it's it's a long name um it's called the 371st infantry regiment memorial monument and it's a whole page okay
0: please send that to me and we're gonna um if you are listening to this broadcast in the byline you will see where you can donate and again i want to challenge my listeners because um, believe it or not this is our show is 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 uh is an enigma uh outside of the u.s my largest listening audience is in ireland uh my second (laughs) my second largest listening audience is in australia and then our third is in great britain and then you know like i said we're in 33 countries but i with those three i would never even imagine that that we would have that kind of uh, broad appeal to to so many people uh, all over this world. Uh, We're Barbados and, and uh, some of the uh, Balkan, Balkans. Uh, you know, it, it's just amazing how uh, our show is spread. So if you're listening to the show in the byline, you're going to see an a, uh, email where you can, or a link where you can donate. And let's get this monument built. Um, So me and my family are going to donate, and I want to challenge you all to donate as well. um, Because if we do not uh, bring history forward, it will remain in the past and it will become dust. And so the only thing that can bring life to something, as God did with humanity, is it has to be breathed into. And so what Sister Grantham has done, she has breathed life into these dusty places. And has brought life back to that cemetery, brought life back to the 93rd uh, Division, uh, colored of World War One, uh, and I know that's not the complete name, but um, and and even with the uh, Congressional Medal of Honor winner. Uh, so let's help her to uh, breathe life into these areas of history. Does not matter. Uh, I'm not into color, I'm sorry, I'm just not in. We're not a box of crayons, so black, white, all that stuff doesn't mean anything to me. Um, Because I'm an American. When I joined in the military, I joined under one flag that was red, white, and blue, and it didn't have anything about black on it or a person's color. It it was, I joined under the flag. Um, Mm. What she has done is to bring forth our history the, these soldiers of our past have helped to bring us where we are some of the now america has a storied past and a very uh uh volatile past uh with the african-american community somewhere along the line we have to start healing and somewhere along the line people of color have got to realize their worth and what we have added to this country we have added to this country more than when we were enslaved we've added to this country in the industrial market we've added to the the economics of this country we've added to the education of this country and we have also added to the military of this country and so my dear sister thank you so much for sharing um what you are doing and i want to ask you to come back I, i love this this is you know, um, my mother was like yours, and like I said, we're, we're the same age, so your mother was like mine. Mine used to make me get three words out of the alphabet every day.
1: <laughs> I had to read the market bulletin, look, watch the local news and national news, and I mean, and the Bible, a verse of course, every day. Of and course. I had to write every day. My mother just had me to write everything today i wouldn't do that because people would say you know different things but um i been it's, it's like a train ride with this thing i feel like i've been on a train but i've never lost the passage
0: praise god so will, will, you, will you come back with us if we send you an invitation maybe later on down the road when we get this monument dedicated and built uh, we would love to be there for the unveiling. So, uh, w- okay. would you would you come back with us and and share with us the the, the second piece of this journey?
1: Oh yes, and wonderful. Be surprised Who <laughs> has been on this journey with me and who hasn't?
0: There you go. There you go. Uh, we thank you so much, Sister Grantham, for being with us. And and as I said, you know, the, there's an old saying: If you don't know your past, you're doomed to re- repeat it. And the other side of it is everybody's past needs to be honored. Everyone's past needs to be honored. Everybody has contributed, but there's there's not one culture in America that built America. America was built by um, Caucasians, built by Chinese and Orientals, built by Latin Americans, built by uh, African Americans, as well as all of these hyphenated you know, we we love to hyphenate and label people, but we're all Americans. And all yes. of us have a, a thread in the fabric of America. And so, um, as Sister Grantham has shared with us, uh, the storied Red Hand, um, the Red Hand Division has their um, their place in history. They have made their place, uh, the, the, the 370th 1st Infantry Regiment, 93rd Division, colored of World War One, has their place in history, and we got to remember our history to move forward. So again, we thank you all so much for being with us. This is your host, Dr. Adron Butler, and remember, love God, love life. Keep the light on. We'll see you next time on Moments of Grace.
2: an estimated half a million men women and children that are homeless in our country in this great nation each night. Statistics show the number one reason for homelessness is affordable housing. Dr. Butler and his family have started the Grace Project. It is a plan to build clean affordable homes that will help get these families off of the street. They would love for you to partner with them By donating to this show, where 100% of the proceeds will go to The Grace Project. When you partner with The Grace Project in any dollar amount, you will receive Dr. Butler's latest book. To give, please go to momentspod.com or anchor.fm forward slash momentsofgrace and hit support. Thank you in advance from The Grace Project. Thank you.